Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back. But we're enjoying Sanctifier One. We have a we have a we have what what could be a fun a fun time today. Pastor Michael in his great PCA pastor office. Me once again in the Unabomber bunker down here, uh, the Presby bunker, where where no evangelical can get to me, and so. <laughs> Andy Stanley can't come get me here, guys. <laughs> no uh, Andy Stanley book can penetrate the walls of Matt's bunker. That's right. Um, but apparently, if I have any other links open on my computer, I can completely destroy the live stream in an infinite <laughs> loop of misery. Andy Stanley doesn't have to do anything. We'll just destroy ourselves. That's right. And it's really bad because this the purpose of this live stream was one for us to learn more about live streaming, which we yeah, did. But which to, we did. But to promote an upcoming live stream. And so the first the first attempt at this was maybe the most miserable live streaming experience a person could ever imagine uh, being stuck to to get. So all right, did you finish sharing it around? I've shared it some. I don't I think I've shared it everywhere. We should Great. be good. Great. So Welcome back to the Restless Live Stream Party. Here we are this afternoon. We're not gonna we're not gonna talk real long today. Um, I have some ordination stuff to study for in a moment. But the reason we decided to record a little live stream here, not because we thought anyone would join, though obviously this is gonna be much better now that there are people joining us, but because we are announcing a live stream event coming at you on Valentine's Day. That's right. It's a restless tradition to release a special episode on Valentine's Day. And this year, the special episode will be a live stream edition of this podcast. Pastor Michael, do you want to tell people what we do on Valentine's Day? I hate that this is going to be the live stream. This is going to be what we do. That's um, right. Yeah, so for the last two Valentine's Days, uh, Valentine's Days, Valen Valentine's, the last two Valentine's, that's we right. uh, at the Restless Podcast uh, reacted to videos, both of which had to do with whether or not women could be pastors, right? I mean, it it, it all had to do with First Timothy two, um, uh, where it says, "I do not permit a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man." And uh, for some reason, Matt thought this was a good thing to do on Valentine's Day. That's right. <laughs> we did it one time, and I said, "This is our this is our tradition now. This is who we are now." Um, and um, so this this year we are at two thirty uh, Central Time. That's when we talked about doing it on Valentine's Day, which I believe is next Tuesday. So for about an hour, I don't know, something like that, we are going to go live again. Everyone might be like, "Well, that's a horrible time." Well, that's the time we wanted to record the podcast, and if we can, we might as well record like this uh, when we're doing something like that. Pastor Michael knows nothing about the click clip I've selected. Unfortunately, it's a longer clip, um, and so I had to pick clips from it. And so I, you will not get to watch me react with pure, just pure uh, new joy. But I will say the good news is, is that the good news is that we are going to be getting to react to it together, and we are going to welcome back some old friends to talk about right. first timothy two, and so i think everyone's <laughs> gonna i think everyone's gonna have a great time next valentine's day which i believe is tuesday at 2 30 u.s chicago central time we don't want to give it to chicago wisconsin time baby that's wisconsin time now 
That's right. So today, how, but Pastor Michael, as I look forward, I, I feel your pain. You don't want us to only talk about First Timothy 2 on Valentine's Day. And I said, you know, in our, in our celebratory episode, getting ready for Valentine's Day, why don't I suggest a subject that we can broaden our horizons for Valentine's Day into the future? So as we broadcast and record on Valentine's Day, we can just go ahead and, um, yeah, broaden the horizons. We don't need to only talk about this. Pastor Michael's right, everybody. And so I thought maybe the way to broaden our horizons would be adding Ephesians 5 to our, <laughs> to our, uh, um, our, our, our event. And so, Pastor Michael, you know, there's this young guy down in the south named Andy Stanley. And everybody's talking about this guy. Everybody wants to... Everyone wants to hear about him, and I'm I'm here to to say, yes, okay. Let's let's hear what he has to say about egalitarian preaching and mutual submission. Pastor Michael, are you ready for this clip together? Here, well, I don't know if I'm ready for it, but we're just going to do it, and uh, I will face whatever consequences may come later. That's right, and. But again, Pastor Michael, what's not to love? He has, it starts here with a verse right on the screen. Perfect. Perfect. We can start with the Bible. That's helpful at least. And so again, you know, I, I do think, you know, as adults, our, our faith can still be related to what the Bible says. And, and this clip <laughs> is a few years old, so uh, he may have changed his ideas. I don't know. Someone can let me know in the comments about that later. Um, but this is just a clip that he has um, that just really struck me as a, a place for us to spread our wings and fly this Valentine's. So pastor Michael, should we get going on this clip and see, and see what we think? Let's rip this bandaid off. <laughs> As you do to the Lord. I mean, what could be any clearer than that? Pastor Michael based, right? Based. <laughs> yeah. Based Andy Stanley. I want everybody to tweet out hashtag. Base Andy Stanley, yeah. and what just with you, that quote, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this would be great if we had like a you know like a full time social media manager yeah. that would just tweet any idea we have out. This would be a great one to add. Just yeah. go and take clips out of context of some of these like well known progressive evangelical preachers, and just start doing you know base oh, Andy Stanley. That would be that fun. would be awesome. That would be fun. So yeah, you can steal that. By the way, anybody listening, you can steal that from us. That's just an idea for all of you. Just go ahead, do it. And so far, so good, Andy Stanley. Other than the shirt, but I'm not. I'm. I'm. I shouldn't. <laughs> I can't be one to comment. <laughs> looking at my background and, and my environment and my dress. Let's pray. <laughs> now, if this bothers. Wow. So. No, never mind. I you. I'm so glad it bothers you, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm just going to leave it up here to bother you. In fact, some of you would say, aha, that's why I quit going to church. That verse right there is why I quit going to church. That whole idea is... So, Pastor Michael, we made it about, I don't know, 28 seconds before the baseness left behind. So let's go ahead and say that I don't, I don't think this is the tact that Andy Stanley is going to take. But I think you and I are both really not on team. Apologize so hard for what the like. Start with like, oh, you know this thing that everybody hates that the Bible says, and you know, like that. What a this is the like this is the rhetoric of losers, right? Like this is just the way to like 
I don't think it's empathetic, right? I think it's supposed to come across as empathetic, and I don't think that's what it accomplishes. Yeah, what you're really doing is telling us that you, like, in some way, you think that the Bible has to be changed, right? It has to be um, explained away rather than just explained. It has to be explained away. And yeah, I mean, we might start by saying something like we might, you know, I could imagine myself in a setting where I do exactly what he just did, you know, kind of, you know, lighten the mood a little bit sure. and then even say something like, hey, this is a passage that like uh, causes a lot of like consternation for some of you. And like, it shouldn't be that way. Here's what needs to change for you. Right. You know, like that, that uh, feeling that you have that consternation that like, that like fight against it, you know, it may come from a misunderstanding, but also um, you may just need to be willing to submit to the text of scripture and recognize that God has put this here for your good. And he knows better than you, believe it or not. Like the God who created you knows better than you. I could imagine taking that route. I don't think he's going to do that. But I, I think like, man, there's such, I think there can be something so refreshing in like, in even, and you can be empathetic while you say, this is good. We love this. This is the best. And, and you can even offer the olive branch to the person in the audience who doesn't understand it with. And I understand that there are some of you that looking at this right now might not understand that. But my goal today is that you will love this by the end. You will love Ephesians and its picture of marriage and submission, right? Like, there's a way to communicate that way, which is just, I just think it's, I think it's better. And I don't, uh, I'm yeah. Anyways. So again, we gotta, we gotta keep going here. That's why I don't like Christians. I am so glad you are watching or listening or in church today. I'm telling you what you're about to hear. This is, this is so transformational. I love talking about this. The, uh, the, our English Bibles are translations from Greek text, and there were groupings of Greek text all over the East. And the oldest text, the oldest manuscripts of the New Testament, the oldest manuscripts of the Apostle Paul's letters, interestingly enough, if you read, if you took this verse and you translated it literally, here's what it would say. It would say, wives to your own husbands as to the Lord. There's no verb in this statement in the oldest Greek manuscripts. There's no. So that's a got him, I guess. So the. Wow. The real understanding of this verse is nothing. <laughs> like, uh, it has no, it has no meaning. I guess, right? It no, is. What he's going to do? He's going to back up, right? To submit yourselves one to another, and then moving on, right? Oh, like, yeah. And so that fills in what this is, right? Um, so oh, yeah. he's going to try to explain it away that way. Yeah. Here, here, here it comes. The, the word "submit" isn't there. Now, before I this is the like, this is the like, I understand two things about Greek dangerous level of understanding of Greek, right? <laughs> right. The oldest manuscripts don't have this. Therefore. Yeah. yeah. And and because the the structure of thought and sentences are different in Greek, I get to make a point because submit is not found in this right in this, you know, in this thought explain why it's not there i want to explain something else and this is so important when the apostle paul's first century audience heard him teach about women submitting to their husbands and i'll tell you where the verb came from in just a second when the first century audience heard the apostle paul talk about women and wives submitting to their husbands whereas we go what you know and huh also why why don't we just why don't we just print Bibles without that word anymore? Oh, because we we have to translate, right? The the meaning of the author, right? Like on a such a basic 
basic level. Their response was, duh, not huh. They weren't like, what? There was... All right, everyone. Let's let's take a moment to appreciate that is on a sign. <laughs> <laughs> Duh, not huh. That is, that is uh, went that, from displaying the verse to this. To this. <laughs> there's something. There's also, something to that. I just love. I think we got the title of the sermon over here. What happy couples know, part two. It's mutual. So that's that's classic stuff. You know where we're going. They were like. Well, yeah, tell us something we don't know. They had no choice. I mean, this wasn't new information. This wasn't even a big deal. This was common ground. This didn't surprise anyone in Jesus' audience and ladies, believe it or not, no one was offended because men in that culture, both the Roman culture and Greek culture, and then the Jews had a version of this, men in that culture had something that's referred to as patria potestas, patria potestas. Patria potestas, these two words put together meant they had legal jurisdiction over their children and they had legal jurisdiction over their wives, essentially. So we're, we're coming to another based Andy Stanley moment where he's about to say, so we're the historical uh weirdos right that that this is so offensive we're the weird ones is that is that i have a feeling that's not where he's going (laughs) i have a feeling he's not gonna say and that was it like you know uh and that they had a society that was closer to nature as god intended and that's where we need to get back to pretty sure it's not where he's going okay (laughs) their wives belong to them so when paul says wives submit to your husbands that's like Right, because if we don't, he'll sell us, he'll trade us, he'll have us arrested, he'll accuse us of some crime, and there won't be any witnesses, eyewitnesses to show up to dispute the claim. And of course we submit to our... Because they're monsters. <laughs> we submit because wow. they're... Husbands. So this was not a big deal to As them. to the Lord. Just Here... remember that. everything. Remember everything he's saying. And just remember, Paul says, as to the Lord. I want to see where he's going, right? I don't... You know, maybe he'll try to explain that away, but just remember, as to the Lord. Um. Yeah, you did need a you did need a Greek text for this live stream because, as you would expect at Andy Stanley's church, he's doing Greek exegesis. Live stream viewers, he's this is this is what's normal at Andy Stanley's church. I'm I'm sure. Here's the cool thing: it's a big deal to us, and the reason it's a big deal to us is what comes later in the text. So, why no verb in the oldest Greek text? Why isn't there a verb in this verse? And the answer is Andy Stanley, famous Greek exegete about to answer this question. <laughs> the verb comes from the verse before. And this was a typical kind of um, Greek um, grammatical way of doing things that you make a statement with a verb. And then in the next statement, you just infer the verb. You don't include it. You just take your verb from what came before that submit the word, the verb submit is actually inferred from the verse that came before. So we should ask what was the verse that came before that gives us the verb for this verse? And my friends, you're looking up here. This is a game changer. A game changer. The game is about to be changed. It's just, it's book. almost like, you know, I'm going to blow your mind because I know you didn't read the passage. <laughs> like no. it's there, it's always been there, right? <laughs> like this is what's so crazy about so many of these modern egalitarian guys is they're like, nobody read this passage for the whole history of the church. That's what you have to assume. Like nobody ever knew this was here. I've got a secret. Let me pull it out. It's the verse that Paul wrote, (laughs) you know, like the, we know it's there preceding these words. (laughs) 
if only the Council of M Biblical Manhood and Womanhood had read the preceding verse. Um, obviously, this is more of like a, again, this is one of those classic self-owned moments where it's like, no one in my church has read the preceding verse, nor do they have a Bible in front of them where they can easily just be like, oh, I get probably why it doesn't have that. Because it's like when you use a list, like, remember to buy groceries, watch the kids, call your mom, right? Like, oh, it's, oh, it's that. It's a, it's a list. Here's what Paul said before he told wives submit to their husbands. Here's the verse that sets the tone for everything that follows. Here's our verb, submit to one another out of, and there it is again. Every time the apostle Paul tells us to do something, he points us back to Jesus. Not the Old Testament, not the 10 commandments, Jesus. <laughs> Dude, just, I know, I know it's his thing now, how like he loves to be like, get out of here, Old Testament, no more yeah. 10 commandments. But it is shocking. Like it it's, really is shocking to yeah. like actually listen to. He points us to Jesus. And what did Jesus say about the Old Testament? Oh, man. <laughs> so, Pastor Michael, this is exactly the uh, strategy you predicted one Andy Stanley would take to uh, to this passage, uh, which we will we will cover. And if we truly do make this part as an option for our smorgasbord of Valentine's Day subject matter, I have a feeling this will not be the last time we see this uh, strategy used to reinterpret this section of Ephesians. I know that everybody's going to be shocked by this, um, but this is completely predictable. <laughs> I I know that, uh, you know, yes, right. Uh, complementarians hate this one trick. This is exactly right, Tony. Um, that like, this is what people think. They're like, I discovered this thing and nobody ever thought about it before. And now it changes everything, right? Oh, this is so important. This changes everything. And it, you know, I don't know what to tell you, except it does not. <laughs> it right. does not say right. what you think it says or mean what you think it means. Um, actually, it, you know, uh, it's something that, you know, I would encourage you to follow this verse, but I'd like to see how Stanley works it out. Yeah. And, and again, and so the ending up in the end of the day, and I've, I've, as I now interact with lots more people and interact with young believers, man, I have so much more um, desire to address these kinds of things. And I know that restless isn't necessarily the place to do it, but I, I will find places because man, when you are a new believer and someone does this, does this little magic trick, right? It feels right. It feels because you don't know this has been done a million times, right? You are still, we were all at one point still learning Calvinism, all these things at one time and needed someone to walk through it with us um, and do it in the, in the use of, in the mediums we have. And so I do see value in it, even though, again, I know this for probably, I don't know how many people will watch this. You know, we're going to put this out on our podcast. So plenty of people will. Um, yeah. I mean, right. It feels tired, right? It's it, like to all of us, you're like, Oh, this is that tired trope. And so please, we just, we need to be, yeah, we have a lot of people to 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 care for who just got told forget forget the Ten Commandments. As God through Christ has done something extraordinary for you, you are to demonstrate that same kind of love in your relationships with each other, including romantic relationships, including marriage. You are to submit to one another out of reverence to Christ. In other words, the submission, guys, get ready, is mutual. 
And this word reverence is a sense of awe. In other words, in light of all that God has done for you, in light of the awe that comes with, oh my gosh, you forgave me, you died for my sins, you've forgiven me in spite of myself and all the times I've gone back on my promises. All that awe. Okay, so I'm at the like RC scroll, like what's wrong with you people? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why Pastor Michael's church doesn't have a million members and Andy Stanley's has five. Like I couldn't imagine, <laughs> I, I, I I don't know, man. I I don't see the draw to this at at all at, of this, not of uh, not of this message. I I get the draw of this message. It's twenty twenty three is here, and everything is exactly what you thought, right? Like that's what that's what the that's what this message on marriage is, right? right. <laughs> Let me tell you how Paul. Uh, likes to reassure you in all of your preconceived notions taken from the culture. <laughs> That's right. Everything you everything you came in thinking about marriage, you're right. You this is what Paul imagined, right? Like <laughs> I get the draw of that. Like because that means for me I don't have to do anything about my yeah. life or change anything. I get that. Like that that that's attractive. What I don't get is like the vibes that these are like what like this communication style, like I don't, I don't. It is get so it. weird. I don't that, get it at there's all. Just this like cheesy, lame yeah. side of things that you watch, and it's like I don't understand the. I, not only do I not understand the draw, I just don't understand how this ever became a thing. Yep. Yeah, and so I think that, man. Okay, so Pastor Michael, we've come to. He's going to talk about so out of your love of Jesus, everyone needs to mutually submit. So let's let's address the argument because again it's going to come up for um it's going to come up again and again and it's going to come up with people who who listen um how would you start to unravel this argument Um so I'm getting a call if, on the church you need phone to answer as I it, sit here <laughs> Let me go turn it off or it's going to start on the voice message great. you start answering I'll start answering yep So I think part, I love it. That's one of the, what's one of the glorious things about the live stream, right? Um, is you can maybe hear my kids in the background and, and Michael's taking a call is I think part of the key is even this idea of, oh, it doesn't have the verb. So think about that. Oh, it doesn't have a verb. Well, if it shares the verb with the sentence on mutual submission, let's start by saying Paul is basically describing the kind of submission he's speaking about. And he doesn't say mutual submission. He says one to another. He says there are submission in the church that is required. And then Ephesians 5, he lists, I think basically we get three examples. Wives to husbands, children to parents, and slaves to masters. And obviously, if this idea of submit one to another is supposed to explain this whole chapter on submission it forces it to an absurdity so fast. So parents submit to your children mutually, right? That's what you're called to do. Um, we're slaves, masters, mutually submit to each other. Pastor Michael, you're still on mute. You got to fix that now that you turned your phone off. Here I am. Welcome to restless live streaming. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, another, our third welcome, our first welcome was on the worst live stream that's ever existed. <laughs> our second one was during this one. And our third one was here now, 26 minutes into this very, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it for everyone listening, very successful live stream. So yeah, what I said was that's so obvious, right? <laughs> like it's so, if you just know how to read, 
right? If you're not trying to explain it away. Now we know that Andy Stanley is trying to explain away the whole Old Testament already. <laughs> so yeah. of course he's not going to have to, like he's not going right. to quibble with, what's this What's this one verse in the New Testament? As long as I keep this other one. He already threw out most of the scripture, right? You, he, he already completely got rid of that. Can you imagine a less reverent response to Jesus Christ than than basically everything we've heard so far? Unreal. Yeah, no, it really is. And it's sad because like the moment that you try to like unravel this, I don't think people realize how central the roles of men and women are just to the, just to nature, to the story of redemption because of what they portray. Right. And it matters because the relationship between a man and a woman, especially particularly as it's expressed in marriage, which is in a sense, it's ultimate form, right? Adam and Eve, right? A man and a woman becoming one flesh, being being one, right? What are we told that this is all about? It's about Christ in the church, right? The, the church is uh, the bride of Christ, right? Meant to submit to him as its Lord. The minute that you start taking a passage like this, which is, this is all part of what Paul is trying to say and do. In fact, he says that explicitly, right? Right, And so it, the moment that you take this away and say, well, I know because this is hard for you to hear, I'm going to explain it away and make you feel better about your feminism, about your rebellion against God in this way. Guess what? You, according to Paul, you have begun to chip away at a foundational way to understand and know the gospel. That like this is everything, right? It's right. so central to so many different doctrines of the faith. And it's not to say that like you can't, you know, you can't uh be saved and have a like a misunderstanding in this way. No, of course you can. Um, but the minute that you start picking away at it and saying, no, Paul meant something totally different, that is going to have a cascading effect on the whole rest of the scripture. Because because the ultimate thing that marriage is about, because marriage isn't an ultimate eternal good. There is no marriage in heaven, everybody, right? Yeah. Like, this is why they're actually, this is why the submission of wives is a, like, is a relative thing. It's not an ultimate thing. It is a yeah. relative thing. It's not an eternal thing. But you know what? You know another way you know that this kind of exegesis doesn't work, even though I know Andy Stanley you know, Greek scholar, right? Like he is, a, he is a, examining the manuscript <laughs> evidence. Um, I'm sure he'll, you know, I'm sure I look forward to more of that from him. But, um, but what I think is my, my, my Apple watch just started talking. So apparently <laughs> it's all happening. We uh, need to exercise the machines before we yeah. do this next time, you but, know, but what is, but what is so self-evident is, and then he makes this application to Christ in the church. And as we all know, sometimes Christ must submit to the church. Jesus has to obey the voice of the church out of reverence to him. Again, this is why you if you want to if you want to reinterpret what this verse means, you need to come up with a different way because the mutual submission angle is maybe the worst angle possible because it requires you to uh, make the application then Christ to the church, which is why Paul wants to talk about this, by the way. Paul is not primarily interested in what happy couples know. It's all mutual, which is a weird sermon title, by the way. 
um, already. You ruin, you ruin what Paul says. Oh, the mystery is this. It's Christ in the church. What, what Paul says, it's all about. You have to ruin that to yeah. make this defense. So find a new one. Find a new one because this one's bad. Like go go do better. Yeah. Do better. <laughs> do better, Andy Stanley. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. All right, let's 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 watch the rest of this because now now I'm just getting worked up here. <laughs> Clearly. Law is to be translated not simply to church attendance and not simply to singing worship songs to the invisible God in the sky. That is also why? <laughs> like why why even make oh, a statement like that invisible God or whatever. Like, what a weird, Man. just everything's weird. Everything's weird with Andy Stanley. Energy is to be translated into love for other people. This is why, this is why Christian marriage, this is why Christian marriage is a submission competition because the, uh, the command to submit is mutual. It is mutual submission. My Can someone ask, does anyone know why sub is oh is he gonna make a mission oh like a mutual mission is that, is that mission. where it is yeah well let's see <laughs> just the most black like friends oh. if you don't hear anything else today this makes marriage amazing this makes relationships amazing this is what happy couples know they know i'm here for you you're here for me but i'm not here for you because you're here for me i'm just here for you because god was here for me when i needed my heavenly father i'm going to leverage all of my resources all of my talents all of my gifts all i'm going to leverage all of me for what benefits you the most now so black um truly truly black um uh so oh boy. again the the thing is is like it's also interesting it is inter there's something interesting about how that clip ends um before we before we oh me boop um it's interesting how that clip ends right where he's talking about mutual submission um and that this is you know this is what happy couples know whatever like again i I don't like, right. It's like, that. Well, maybe that is what happy couples knows, but that's not what the apostle Paul was communicating. But two, at the end, his explanation of submission, I actually think ultimately isn't submission. I'm here for no. you. Yeah. I'm here for you. Is that, is that submission? Like, I, I don't know. It's not, I'm here for you no matter what. That's not submission. Right. Right. Like he actually picked something that is actually fairly mutual, right? Like that you're supposed to be in it for your marriage, no matter what your, your spouse is currently doing. But that, I, I don't know. It's just interesting that like, then when he tries to describe what a marriage would look like, where everyone's just submitting to each other, it, it, he doesn't describe anyone submitting at all. Yeah, no, that's interesting. And even just, I mean, the chaos of, never having anyone who is leading the, yeah like just think about what that leads to it's a mess people it's an absolute mess and uh yeah no it's it's old hat right i mean yep. we're not surprised by this um notice how you know he literally had to just leave the passage and he can't like he cannot explain uh you know what this means now by the way when he gets to uh, the role of husbands 
to love their wives, to lay their life life down for her. Uh, my guess is he probably doesn't emphasize as much why we need to re-explain this to say this is for everyone. Mm. He might. Maybe he does. I could be wrong about that. But my guess is that he doesn't. Most don't. You know, most don't do that. Most say, oh, no, like, this is a good thing. Husbands should do this thing. Oh, and wives, like, yeah, this says nothing to you. Should do, yeah, should do this <laughs> this thing. Right. Um, and can we just say right at the end, one of the, you know, saddest parts about this, obviously saddest being the attack that it really is on the gospel with Paul's logic, right? To, to chip away at Paul's logic and then move into what he says about Christ in the church. This is, I think, the number one reason why this is such a uh, a foolish, ultimately foolish uh, way to try to defend um, what is just your modern proclivity rather than an actual biblical um, desire from within. But secondarily, this is so sad because it takes away from people the possibility of actually living out what is a God-honoring and a beautiful marriage, right? Where you do have a, a man who loves his wife and gives himself up for her, washing her in the word. And you do have a wife that submits to him as to the Lord and does so in a way to show him respect and reverence and honor. And that displays a beautiful thing that is nearly non-existent in our world. Right. Right. Like that. It almost does not exist anymore. And it's uh, like we live in an ugly world in large part because of that. Right. Removing that uh, the beauty of that kind of hierarchy um, is like and 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 should we just add to to cut away at that? Right. We don't like hierarchy. We don't like that idea or that word. You know, we just think it's going to be abused. But to chip away at that hierarchy, then you have to back. Why do we submit one to another, right? Because of our Lord, right? right? Well, if if we chip away at this hierarchy, that's inevitably going to go back that way too, right? It, just like you said with the with the analogy of Christ and the church, um, right. it's inevitably going to chip away at all of it, right? Abuse, right? Again, abuse does not negate the pos the existence of a use, right? And the actual way to help people understand these things is, like I said, relativize this for them. Right. That like there is that these are things that are existing in relative terms, one. But two, I've also just been as I was thinking about this idea, this idea of mutual submission, which, again, if you were an evangelical group, youth group coming up, growing up, you heard someone say these exact words. You heard a person explain to you this is what it meant. And they're explaining it. To or like, if you've read any book by an egalitarian. Yeah. And every like, single one. It's the same thing. It's old hat. And this is the problem because like the way Andy Stanley presented this, and I'm not saying everyone presents it this way, the way he just presented that was so fundamentally dishonest. It's unbelievable to me that anyone would like that. There's like that, like it's so it, he, he so had to cherry pick two things that it was so beyond the pale. And this is why the issue of this kind, the most defenses of egalitarianism, egalitarianism work is the reason they're such a big deal is because they are they fundamentally cannot agree in a practical level with any level of biblical authority because if you can look at that section of ephesians 5 if you can look at um first timothy 2 and you this is what you do to explain those texts 
it, it is just a it just is a practical denial that they have any authority because this presentation he gave was not an explanation of the passage in any regard. And again, he has a long sermon. We're watching four minutes, but we're watching him explain what submission means. Right. And so I'm not saying he might go on and talk about how what husbands really should give themselves up for their wives and, you know, whatever. But but this is so it's just so foundationally and fundamentally dishonest that that this is why this has ended up being a big deal. But even on a like semantic level and a living level, is mutual submission even possible, Michael? Like, can is that like even a thing? Like, let's say my wife and I said, we are going to submit to each other. Like, let's say I'm going to actually try and live that out. Mm-hmm. What, what would we do? Right. Yeah. Well, and the question is submit in what? Right. right. Like when you're talking about submission, you're talking about specific things, right? You can right. talk about, I guess, like an attitude in a certain way, but really you're talking like when you submit to somebody, you're submitting particular things, particular items, particular decisions. Um, like that's going to at least come to a point. Maybe there's certain things you can be like, Hey, we're just going to, you know, kind of maybe agree on. Right. So everything we agree on, that's sure. kind of the mutual submission. Sure. You could work it out that way. Uh, but what happens when you disagree about right. like a pretty major decision? Wh- where do you go? Well, if you can't, like, if you can't ever make a decision, I guess you're just stuck. You just right. stay there. I don't know. I don't right. know what that looks like. I don't know what it means. Because Paul's advice is actually like, you can understand pretty implicitly what he means, right? That it is the husband is to act in his wife's well-being above his own and above you know, all things, right? Again, there are, you're right, glory of God, there are higher priority things, but that's that's basically what he's called to do. So in my daily life, I need to know what it means to act in the well-being of my wife and my family above my own, above my own desires. That's, that's and, and if she's to submit to me, she's defer to defer to my decisions, right? As, as to the Lord. Um, and again, not again, I don't I don't want to caveat every and not in disobedience and all these kinds of things, but um, but that these are but those ideas are actually like in my mind realizable where it's like, no, I'm gonna listen to you and you're gonna listen to me and I'm gonna listen to you. Like that actually in my mind is actually not a realizable ideal. Um, whereas Christ in the church is a realizable ideal. Yep. Um, and I've just realized that I don't even know if those words actually like I don't know if the term mutual submission can actually mean anything. Hmm. Right. I don't know what that means because even if we talk about like in Presbyterian government, that the elders, right, that there's a level of submission they have to each other. Well, it means that like you as a pastor or presbyter in the presbytery are going to be in submission to the rest of them. And they've agreed that to the rest of the others, they will be in submission. Right. But that's still not, that's still not mutual, right? That it's, it's both, you're both recognizing that there is a body you've agreed that, oh yeah, when I am out of line with the body here, I will submit to the bot, that bot, that body of men. That's not mutual submission, right? That's Mm. still, there's still, or it's not mutual submission. It's a mutual pledge to submit. Yeah. yeah, It's not mutual submission in this way that they're talking about it. That's right. Like Andy Stanley are. It's still, there's a level above me that I'm submitting to. Right. It's we're both going to agree to submit to the to the the church above us in a in a hierarchical manner. Right now, I participate in that body. 
like you're part of it, but it is still a it is still submission um, in a more uh, more direct uh, more direct way. So, so Pastor Michael, this has been our ad for our coming Valentine's Day live stream. With it was a long ad. What <laughs> a long ad. But it was a fun ad, right? I, well, it was fun. It we was, enjoy doing this. It's fun it was, to have you guys in the chat. Uh, you know, it was fun uh, at least commenting. after we got it. Not the most broken, miserable thing that's ever existed. Um, <laughs> the podcast listeners will not know what it sounds like to hear you and I having a 10 second conversation loop on top of itself <laughs> infinitely over and over. Yeah, uh, it was bad. It was bad, everybody. But what won't be bad is valentine's day 2023 2 30 p.m while you're getting ready while you're spiffing yourself up for your date we will be talking to you on a live stream and giving you i'm sure many conversations you could start on that date with your spouse if you're dating if you're getting to know a person even better bring up the section <laughs> uh the people the things you will have gotten to hear about first timothy 2 right if if you're like us and you have kids and you're not going to go out that night, just put on the live stream for your date. I mean, what could... That's what a date. What a date. Pour a glass of wine, listen to Restless. Come on. Pastor Michael, I will probably bring myself a glass of wine to our live stream. <laughs> um, unless that's too much of like a date for us, then in which case I will uh, I will, <laughs> I will bring another, another beverage of the adult kind. As I set up the clips, as I don't let the live stream fall apart. So... This is Restless, and we are live streaming, so we're so, once again, thankful to get to do it. We hope you all have a great rest of your day.